0: go hi husky fans welcome back to fourth and inches a husky podcast i'm trevor i'm jake and we go
1: together like growlers and dish soap (laughs) uh people don't don't put dish soap in your growlers it hurts (laughs) (laughs) it's painful so Jake and I
0: and our wives uh, went down to Cannon Beach years ago, and I took Jake, anybody on the, on going to the Oregon coast, go ahead and do yourself a favor and stop at Camp 18. It's like lager people food. It's amazing. And so we went there on the way back. Jake was feeling funny, and, like, for the first time in his life, I watched him not eat very much of his food. And uh, the next – what, were you out of work for like two or three days? No, man. you had I struggled, I
1: struggled through it.
0: Oh, jeez. That's right. Yeah, you didn't have
1: it hurt. sick time at that it time. It hurt. Yeah. Turns out I, yeah, that... I had soap poisoning, and uh, I was on, on the honk for probably like five days straight. That one hurt. But you, you missed the best part about that whole story, Trev. What's that? When we went to go-kart. <laughs> <laughs> and – i know what i'm doing and i was beating the heck out of trevor so i let him pass me one time and then i ended up putting him in the wall on purpose and trevor pulls up to the guy that works there who's like a kid who was like eight yeah he I was 14 maybe trevor's like hey man did you see that And the guy's like yeah drive better <laughs> yeah uh, up. Our three
0: loyal listeners, who's been listening since day one, know that Jake's races race cars. <laughs> um, so apparently, he knows angle. He's a geometry guy. Yeah. He knows how to. I'm really good drive at better. that's
1: what I'm good at math.
0: And that dude, that 15 year old man, he was a punk. He
1: was. He was not. He was not feeling you yelling at him. No, it was funny.
0: I was trying to get you 86 out of
1: there, man. <laughs> He did not. I mean, did you look at the go karts? They could take a beating, <laughs> and have <laughs> they were meant for the Oregon
0: Coast Range
1: exactly. So I don't imagine that those guys. I don't think they get paid enough to really care about those go karts.
0: Right next to that go kart place, best name for a sports bar I've ever seen.
1: Do you remember it? No, I do not. I've been there like I've been there like the last three years too, and I, I've never noticed it. The Relief Pitcher. Oh, that is good. How
0: great of a name is that? That
1: is good. We've never even seen it. Have you ever seen that barbed? The Relief Pitcher in, in Seaside? No. Yeah, no. My it's, wife just made the podcast. It's like, what?
2: <laughs> What's up, Casey?
0: <laughs> on the sign, it's like a, a pitcher of beer with like a glove on and it's mid wind up it's awesome
1: that's cool it's it it, you know what it should be called the john rocker
0: no well they want everybody to go there not just white guys
1: (laughs) Uh, john rocker's bullpen sprint that should be the name (laughs) he did like
0: to sprint
1: holy cow
0: also didn't like women much
1: and he liked racial slurs that's right Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so we have a special guest coming up, uh, an Ohio State fan, uh, really knowledgeable about the program, uh, so I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome back, Husky fans. Uh, We have a special treat for you guys today. We have uh, an Ohio State honk on today. Uh, His name is Matt. I like him. Jake loves him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jake moderately (laughs) loves him. Jake does love me Trevor loves me
2: more I appreciate you having me fellas
1: Yeah so Matt Go ahead and explain to the to the listeners How we met Yeah Jake married my sister Yeah he did
2: Unfortunately <laughs> for our family And myself <laughs> It happened mm. And the rest is history And now yeah. he's a closet Ohio State Buckeye fan uh, Shut up <laughs> Which is not true whatsoever no. But yeah, so so Jake married into the family. Um, my whole family's Ohio State fans. We do like the Huskies. We're from Seattle, so uh, something we do like. But we are true, true through. We're we're Buckeyes, um, so we, we like to give Jake a hard time, and and now we're finally playing each other for the first time since this whole thing happened.
1: Yeah. Last when
2: so... they
0: played was. 2007, so what, we were all two years out of high school or so. Yeah, it's been a little bit. What was the result? Yeah. Was Washington, Washington, was, Washington <laughs> was
2: just about to go 0-12. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those, those were the days. That's the last time we, we took them. I, there is a upcoming series, the home and home, in the early 2020s I'm excited for.
1: So that we're going far, to, right?
2: All, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Going to both. Going to both.
2: Will you wear your fourth
0: and inches a Husky podcast hat, Matt? I will not do that. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
2: that is <laughs> a
1: slap in the face.
2: No, def- definitely not. I will be rocking my my uh, jersey, my my Joey Bosa, maybe Nick Bosa now that this is happening. So who knows? Hey, those Bosa boys can play a little bit. Yeah, they they haven't figured out yeah. on what's in the water. All right. So what's uh, what's the overall
0: state of the program in your opinion?
2: So it's in good spot. It's obviously different with, with Urban on the way out. Um, it's a, a transition period for sure. Um, but it is it is pretty cool with having having Ryan Day take over, uh, being able to see him coach those first three games of the year when Urban was on suspension, um, to at least have a little bit of knowledge of what he can do. And obviously that wasn't his specific system, but I think it'll transition pretty uh, pretty naturally from what Urban did to what Ryan Day did or is going to do. Um, so the la- the last, you know, really – 20 years of Ohio State football it's just been you know a constant just you're always in the conversation you're always in the top 20 you're always in the top 10. Um, and I don't see that slowing down anytime soon with that recruiting class coming in next year and it just seems like every year they keep re- rebuilding and reloading but this is the, the first time in a while that'll be really interesting to
1: see moving into next year what happens with the new coaching staff. Speaking of the coaching staff what do you uh what do you think the strengths and weaknesses are of the coaching staff?
2: Um, you know, I, I really think that with Ohio State, they, they really play well in big games, it seems like, um, and, they, and they, play, they definitely play up to their competition, which isn't usually a good thing, but in this kind of situation, it is. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, and, and you guys have probably seen them play a little bit, uh, but they do a really, really good job offensively of, of creating space for their speed guys um, and getting the ball out and, and not turning it over and creating a ton of big plays. So I think that the coaching staff really schemes well uh, to get their guys the ball where they need it. Um, on the flip side, defensively, they are atrocious on the ground. Um, and it's been something that they've been dealing with all year. It's been a little bit better the past few weeks against Northwestern and, and that team up north, but previously against Maryland, and they were just getting
1: gashed.
2: So that's something that I don't know if they're going to figure it out. I don't know if they have the personnel to figure it out. Um, with, with Bosa being out the majority of the year, I think that, that hurt the cohesiveness of the line. Um, but if they don't have that figured out, it's going to be a long day. And the days that they don't stop the run game, they they have a tough time winning those games.
1: Is he playing for the bowl game, Bosa?
2: No, he's out. He's, he's he, holding – he's out. He, he actually withdrew from school, I believe. Yeah, he's uh, he, just getting ready for the draft. Huh? Yeah, it sounds like he's going to be the first overall pick, so I don't blame the guy. Right. So this one's a little – we didn't send you this,
0: but what mm-hmm. is the recruiting footprint of Ohio state? Are they a national brand or there's specific States that they target where are their recruits coming from? No,
2: they're, they're all over the place. They're all over. It's, you know, they do a really good job, you know, in, in the Midwest, obviously with their, their home state and the surrounding States. Um, but they're, they're pulling guys from Florida. You know, they they have a couple guys from, from Washington. They're on right now um, in our neck of the woods. Um, so they're all over the place. And, and it's, it is, I think they're in the, in the top upper echelon with, with the Bama's, with the Georgias, um, Ohio State's on the national stage so often, where those kids want to go to that place, and and they see the the horseshoe. It's packed, hundred five thousand fans, and it's a fun place. And, and college game days there all the time, every year. You know, I think they they're able to pull from many different places, which is why they're so strong always. You know, and even this this year, I just saw the other day with with Haskins probably being out next year and entering the draft. Um, Justin Fields from from Georgia, who was their backup this year, the number one recruit last year, number one quarterback in the nation, um, is most likely sound like he's going to transfer into Ohio State next year. So, so even on the the transfer uh, transfer scale, there they're they're able to get guys that they want.
0: They have ex Washington recruit Tate Martell when he was like in the sixth grade. was uh,
1: <laughs> didn't USC uh, offer him that, that early? Or was it us? Was it us that he? Committed to in like sixth grade or was it yeah. USC?
0: Yeah. Sarkeesian offered him.
1: <laughs> that's right. No Tate Martell. You
0: have to go back. You have to go back a whole bunch of Sarkeesian jobs to get to Tate Martell. <laughs>
2: <of> <laughs> right. Right. Martel, he, are we going to see him in any of those goal line packs? You know what? That's, that's what I was going to get to when we get to the, the offensive side. I, I think there is a chance that, that you might be a little surprised and see him on the field at times. Um, they've done that periodically throughout the year and. And not just in garbage time situations, but they've done it, you know, at times, even when the offense is rolling, they'll pull him in, you know, when they're on the five yard line. Um, and he does a good job with his legs and he's a really, really good athlete and brings something different to the table than Haskins does. Um, so I think in a game like this with everything's on the table, I think you could see him a handful of times.
0: Now, he's not much of a, th- I mean, we're not going to talk too much about the backup quarterback, but he's not much of a throwing threat, is he? No, he's not.
2: No, he's, he's, he's had a, you know a handful of attempts, again, garbage time stuff where they're up by a bunch, but he's done fine throwing the ball. I think he's, you know, he's thrown for 300 some yards and a touchdown, but it's, it's nothing, nothing that it's not his skill set. Well, why don't you get into the specifics of the offense?
0: We all know that their offense is the best in the big 10. Uh, it's one of the best in the country. Haskins goes to New York. Why, why don't you get into specifics of, of what
2: makes that offense so good? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been actually pretty cool for us to see this year because it's something totally different than we're used to. We're used to the, the Braxton Millers and the JT Barrett's and the, the read option yes. and the run first offense, and and this year it's been the first time in a long time, uh, really the first time as, as long as I can remember they have a quarterback and really air it out and light it up on the scoreboard. Um, so the offense really just revolves around what Haskins does, um, and the year he had it's it's pretty unbelievable. He just shattered Drew Brees's big Big Ten record uh, for passing touchdowns. Um, I think he now has 11 more than, than Breeze had. He has an outside yep. chance if he does well in this game to, to pass for 5,000 yards and throw for 50 touchdowns, which is crazy. Um, so when when he's rolling, when things are going well with with Dwayne and he's protected, and he doesn't turn it over, um, good things happen for that team. Um, and they still have a pretty solid solid run game with J.K. Dobbins and, and Mike Weber, kind of a two-headed monster there. Um, they haven't had to lean on those guys a ton. Um, but I know Dobbins was over 1,000 yards, and Mike Weber was you know, in, in the high 800s. Um, so they can move it on the ground a little bit too. Um, but they are a, a pretty quick strike offense. Uh, they get the ball out to their skill guys. And I think they're averaging almost 44 points a game. They're, in their receiving corps, it's, it's, they're fast. They're all fast. They have four guys um, that are fairly similar. Paris Campbell's the best guy out there. And you'll see, hear his name a lot, hopefully. Johnny Dixon, K.J. Hill, and Terry McLaurin. Um, all those guys can run. They can move. They can do a lot of good things. You know, those guys combined for over 3,000 yards and 35 touchdowns between the four of them. So it, it'll be a little bit different than what what uh, you know Washington's used to seeing. Um, I don't think they're going to try to come out and pound the ball a whole lot. They're going to try to spread them out, protect Haskins, and then let the let the speed guys do their work. And I don't think there's much of a hope to run the ball super well against the, the UW front. Um, I know the backhand's really good too, so we'll see what
0: happens. I, uh... is this a more talented version of Washington State in a way? Do they try? Is it kind of a spread air raid type offense, or is
2: it different? not? Not quite to that point. No, they'll they'll commit to the run a lot more than that. And I think part of the part of being in the, in the Big Ten, the weather's an issue sometimes, so you have to lean on the run game a little bit more. Uh, but you uh, saw in the sure. Apple Cup when when the run game or when the pass game goes away wazoo had no answer they had no chance to, to move the ball right um, Ohio State still can move the ball when when the run the pass game's not going overly well uh, but when when they're in their element and they're going well they'll they'll hand it off a couple of times and then go big play big play big play down the field so that's what they want to do oh okay I saw
1: a stat last week of the top three Heisman candidates versus top ten defenses I don't know if either one of you guys saw that
2: I did yep it,
1: it was like uh Tua had, like, 200 yards, four picks, two touchdowns. Uh, Haskins had, like, 900 yards, eight touchdowns, no picks. And yeah. your, your Heisman winner, Murray, did not play a top-ten defense. Yeah. <laughs> he plays in the Big 12. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. That's horrible, man. But, I mean, that that shows how good Haskins – I mean, he's probably going to be the first overall pick next year. you will probably have the first overall pick two years in a row. Um, the guy just crushes defense. Um, how do you think that he's gonna match up against our secondary? That's I think he be made the best matchup of the, of the of
2: the game, honestly. Where he hasn't, I don't think he's seen a secondary like this. He's seen, you know, Michigan was a great defense. Um, they are really good up front, um, and they just got a little bit out of their element and started started reeling a little bit. Well, Michigan looked slow in that. They game did as well. They did, and, and that was the first time where. You know, you go into that game, you expect Michigan just to kind of punch you in the mouth. Um, but the, the speed that Ohio State showed in that game was ridiculous. That's I was like, whoa, they are really, really fast against yeah. a supposedly fast defense. Um, I, do think, I do think that at Washington's secondary, their athletes are way better with, uh, with Taylor Rapp. And, um, you know, BBK is unbelievable. Byron Murphy is ridiculous, you know. So I think if, if, if Ohio State wins in the passing game, it's going to go well for them if if Oh if U Dub can turn some, some some of those plays over and get some picks, you know, it's gonna be a long day for the Ohio State offense. So I think that's really the key matchup is Ohio State passing game against the UW secondary and and I saw somewhere that you know Ohio State's had their most explosive offense in, in the country. They've had like almost two hundred passing plays of ten yards or more. And U hasn't let up a passing play of over forty yards. Yeah. So just kind of strength for strength and, and that's gonna be a great matchup.
1: It's gonna be fun to watch.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. It'll be really fun. It's best secondary against the best passing offense. We'll see what happens.
1: Now, now let's talk about my favorite portion of this Ohio State team, which <laughs> which is that, atro- that atrocious defense. Oh, boy. Go ahead and tell us how you feel about that.
2: I, I don't know if I feel anything about it, really. <laughs> um, I feel I feel really great about it when Ohio State scores 60. I feel great yeah, about their defense. Yeah,
1: when the other you know, team scores 59. Lot.
2: Right, that happened yeah. against Maryland, fifty-two to fifty-one.
1: What hard. are you better at, run run defense or pass defense? We are might be the worst run defense
2: team in the country. To be honest, it's it's bad. They, yeah. it seems like every other week, maybe every week, there's a run of seventy-five plus yards getting ripped off. Um, Is a gap discipline? I think it. You know what? It, it seems like it's they. There, at times, they pull their linebackers up so close to the line. That when the bat gets through the, the, the hole, he just goes, there's nobody else yeah. there. There's two uh-huh. safeties, and he beats the safeties, he's going to win. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, you have a month to prepare for a game like this. Maybe they make some adjustments and do some things, but I don't know if the personnel is quite good enough um, to be able to do that. And the thing that I'm worried about in this game is the Buckeye run D is so bad, and the UW run O is so good, <laughs> and that's what they lean on. That's what they have to do. Um, that's kind of strength versus weakness. The defense plays well enough, and the offense plays well enough, and and if we're forcing Jake to have to air it out, I feel a lot better about the the Buckeye defense.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what we're
2: moving on the ground. Then it's going to be tough.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what we're hoping for as fans to not happen is you go out, drive down the field first two possessions. You know, you you get a couple of run stops on third down. We're shut down, you guys go to score two touchdowns in the rest of the game. We have to, we have to rely on Jake to. To win us the Rose Bowl, you know, we don't have a great track record with that. He almost did it last against year against Penn State. State. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, for whatever reason, Brownie, just two years ago, really good. Last year, not as good. This year, not as good. Yeah. Kind of trending in the wrong direction. And John Ross. John they, Ross. I guess, Dante, oh, yeah.
1: He, he, right. And Dante Pettis, and he had some really yeah. good skill guys around him. Yeah. I mean, they you couldn't, Browning literally could not overthrow John Ross.
2: Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a thing. Yeah, and that was a fun fun offense to watch, and just made it a lot easier on his side.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, what's can you explain the dichotomy? Two really interesting things uh, go on with this Buckeye defense. One is you do have the best pass rusher in the nation, yeah. uh, not maybe not statistically. Obviously, you didn't play. There's that kid from uh, Houston, but you have the you have the number one overall pick, a defensive end. Yep. Uh, yet your defense is bad. Plus, I mean those guys. You're not playing two and three star guys. Those are four and five star guys. Yeah. what is what has changed with the defense that's taken Ohio State from traditionally a great defensive uh, group to one that's one of the
2: worst in the country on the ground? Well they so so going into the year I think everybody knew that the defense wasn't going to be as good with Denzel Ward, who's the fourth overall pick last year and that secondary kind of got wiped out with the, with the draft and guys graduating. Um, but it was all going to revolve around Bosa. Um, and he was really good for the first two games and he got hurt and had a lower abdominal injury against TCU in that game. And, you know, since then the the wheels kind of fell off when you don't have your top guy, I think he had four sacks in two and a half games and and creating all sorts of havoc. Um, and they still have Draymond Jones is really good in the interior. He has like nine sacks as it from a D tackle position and chase young's on the outside. He's, he's good. Um, so when they have time to get to the quarterback, they're fine. Uh, but I think the glue was Bosa, where everybody had to double team him. They had to key on him, and it opened everything else up for those other guys. Um, and now that you take that away, then we're going one on ones, and and the line can spread out a little bit, and it's a lot easier to to take care of business on the offensive side against a defense like this. Um, and they just don't have the the skill guys they had last year in the secondary.
0: Oh, is that development? Are they
2: young, or is it? guys that just didn't pan out from recruiting it's, or It's both. It's both. They have they have a couple guys. I mean, Kendall Sheffield's pretty solid. He had a couple picks this year. You know, I think their their interception leader had 3, so it's not like they were turning it over a ton. Sean Wade's okay too. Their corners are fine. Um in the years past, they've had so many good corners and safeties and and all those guys, geez, there's like four or five of them that were top top 15 picks in the NFL. Or it almost turned into like DBU over there at Ohio State, but between ward and eli apple um guy who's playing for the saints um i believe his name but yeah they had a couple guys in a row. they they kind of got bailed out where they can just go one-on-one on the outside and know those guys were solid and they just don't have those guys this year to do that so the whole the whole scheme of the, the defense changes when you don't create as much pressure you don't have those shutdown guys on the outside where things open up a little.
0: The, the next question is where does osu have an advantage uh, and just listening to you, I don't know if their clear-cut advantage. Where is their clear-cut
2: advantage? It's 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 on the it's on the offensive side where they can they can really boat ratio. You. you know, I think that's that's where it, it lies. And and the big game for whatever reason, you know, with Chris Peterson, he's, he's a really good coach. He's won a ton of games. I think Urban and, and Chris Peterson have the two highest winning percentages in the history of, of FBS, which is pretty fun to have this matchup. But I think I saw a stat where Chris Peterson in bowl games is six and five where they have those, those times where they make the big plays, but for whatever reason, they, just, you know, don't, don't play overly well in those games. Um, and, you know, looking last year against Penn state, Penn state, obviously has Saquon Barkley, which is ridiculous, but oh um, man. they, they kind of did some things against them and, you know, but I think the clear cut advantage, I don't think there's a clear cut advantage. I think there is a slight advantage um, on the, the Ohio state offensive side, because they are a little multifaceted. They could run it. They could run it with success and then they could air it out and, and go,
1: well, and that's that's kind of where we struggled this year too, was against the run. You know, yeah. I don't I don't think that, like you said, I, I I think the best part of the game is going to be watching Haskins versus our secondary. But I think where you guys can gash us a little bit is on the ground. You know, getting you know we struggled all year after losing uh, Vita and and all those yeah. interior linemen, and we don't have any depth behind Greg Gaines. Yep. So that's and where that's, I'm a little that's, worried.
2: That's the way that the passing game will work. I think if it's just we're trying to come out, and we're trying to pass right away, it's it's not gonna be a, a fun afternoon. Uh, but if we can establish a run and sprinkle it in here and there to keep that defense honest, then it might be
1: able to open up a little bit. And that's kind of been your guys' motto all year too. You know, have, Haskins doesn't come out of the shoot, you know, right. and just start hucking the ball. You're sitting there watching Ohio State. And you guys are run, 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 pass, run, pass, run, run, pass. And the yep. next thing you know, Haskins has three hundred yards and, and three touchdowns. Yep. And you that know. is that's
2: that's how it's gone. And that's that's when they have success, they're able to do that. Um, and that's that's kind of the blueprint. If they if they do that well and they run it enough to keep them honest, and then they hit a fifty yarder and they hit a forty yard gainer down the down the field, um, then they start putting up those points really fast. Yeah. If they can't can't move it on the ground, then it's going to be tough for them to beat this team.
1: All right, well, let's keep it simple so that an Ohio State fan can understand. <laughs> what's, what's your prediction?
2: Uh, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a good game. I think Ohio State wins. Um, you know, I think what's the spread, seven or eight? I think they're going to win by a little bit more than that. Um, 30, 31-20, Ohio State.
1: Thirty-one twenty Ohio State, huh?
2: Thirty-one twenty. I think it'll be close into the fourth quarter. I think Jake turns it over late. We score again.
1: God, God if you're right about up.
2: that, I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> that's he ha- He's going to have to try to score late. And if, he, if it's in his hands, I feel really good about the Buckeyes championship.
1: I'll tell you what. If it's within seven going into the fourth quarter, Jake Browning doesn't see the ball other than to just hand it off. Well, if, if, yeah. if, the, if
2: the Huskies are up by seven, that will definitely happen. If they're down by seven, he's going to have to throw it a little bit.
1: I don't think so. I don't think you see him throw it even if we're down by seven.
2: If you guys can run it 30 times, you win the game.
1: Yeah. That
2: will be what it is. Uh, okay,
0: so I don't like national, uh, national talk. A lot mm-hmm. because they really don't know the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the Oof. things that I've heard, one of the Oof. big storylines, other than of course Urban Meyer leaving, yep. and other other things around. Basically, it's an Urban Meyer show. Yep. One of the things that they talked about is Ohio State doesn't show up for games sometimes. Yep. And uh, the one of the worries Oof. is that Ohio State is disappointed that they're not in the uh, playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that there's a danger that they don't show up. I personally, I kind of think that's really stupid. I mean, they're going to the Rose bowl. Yes. Do you think there's any lack of motivation when you go to such a giant
2: bowl? Like this? I, I don't, I don't, I've read a lot of comments from the players and they're not talking that way either. Um, it is easy to go down that road cause everything's urban, this urban, that urban's dealing with this and you know, and, and the national narrative is that, um, Right, But they've had guys, Draymond Jones is going to be a top 15 pick next year. And he's like, I didn't even think about skipping this game. Um, he wanted to be right. a part of it. He wanted to win the Rose Bowl. They want to send Urban out on, on, a, on, the, on, his, on their shoulders. They want to win the game for him. And um, If you have to really get motivated to get up to playing the Rose Bowl, then why are you playing the game? Right. So I don't think that's going to be the case at all. And, and I do hear that national narrative about a, a lot of teams. And that's just, I don't think it's fair to the players to talk that way. I don't think anybody thinks like that. It is what it is. They're not in the final four, um, but they want to go win a Rose Bowl. And they haven't been there in a long time. Um, and they have a chance to go do it.
1: Did you hear that comment that that Thibodeau kid made about expanding the playoffs to an eight team?
2: Uh, I have seen a little bit of it. Yeah.
1: He says he's not trying to play a 1,000 games and that we already play too many games as it is.
2: No, that's not not true at all.
1: Not true at all. (laughs) Not true at all. (laughs) What are you going to do when you go to the NFL, kid?
0: Right. Did did you hear what Chris – in Chris Peterson's – I'm assuming Matt didn't, but you can can respond. So Chris Peterson was asked how he feels about an 18 playoff. And Mm -hmm. he goes, I don't know anybody that's not in – support of going to eight teams and one of the reporters goes well larry scott isn't he goes well okay <laughs> I,
1: that's uh, hilarious i kind I, of think hey
0: as a big as a big 10 guy thoughts on larry scott before you go no
2: comment on larry scott uh, <laughs> no he was, mr he, irrelevant he's, he's the worst he's the worst and he's holding that that whole conference back Man. it's it's pretty ridiculous the stuff that that happens there um, it, What's it like having
0: a commissioner that you don't really need to know his name? That's what I was going to say.
2: You you don't ever hear the Big Ten commissioner's name, and that's a good thing. You don't have to. The thing just take care, takes care of itself. Everybody's on the same page, and um, I don't think you hear any any conference commissioner's name more than his. It's
1: unfortunate. Hey,
0: we're all on the same page in the bi- in the in the Pac twelve. It's just not right. very positive towards our commissioner.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, every like, everybody, everybody that was the everybody...
0: loudest point of the big Pac twelve championship
1: was when larry scott got booed that's right <laughs> yeah no
2: yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> everybody hates that guy He needs, needs to go if that thing hit that conference is going to go anywhere
1: i mean yeah. if you want to know how to bring a country together just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everybody hates back. everybody hates larry scott make him president like, is this <laughs> is this larry scott for president 2024 let's go <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> unbelievable Oh man! Well, Matt, we appreciate it,
2: man. All right, guys. We'll uh, enjoy watching the game. Jake, we're watching it together. I'll have my uh, my Buckeye stuff on, and we are uh, watching it together, aren't we? We're gonna be surrounded by a bunch of Buckeyes.
1: I will be bringing you Dub balloons. You can do that. Or... Hey, we don't hate you, Dub. We just hate him for sixty minutes. And that's fine. You can hate him for sixty minutes. That's all it is. I really hope that this ends up being like you like Steve Harvard your way through this, and you're like, and the winner is Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> not, not doing that. <laughs> not going. On. Yeah. All right, Matt. Man, we appreciate it. All
2: right, fellas. Thanks for having yep. me on. Yep. Have a good holiday, Matt. All right, likewise.
1: Go, go dogs. Yep. Go bucks.
0: Let's get into this. Uh,
1: what, what Matt had to say. What are your just first blush thoughts? You know, my, my first reaction is he's a homer, but he is kind of a realistic homer. He, he We had Justin on earlier in the year, and he said that Oregon was going to go out and, and, and just mop the floor with us, and right. they were better than us at every facet of the game. Matt understands that... Our run game can work against their defense. And that's something to be afraid of. And I, he, he's he's right when he, when, uh, he says that I think the best part about the game is going to be watching Haskins in that throwing attack versus the best secondary in the nation. Because that's what that is. It's the best quarterback in the nation versus the best secondary in the nation. And I think we're poised to win that matchup. I really do. I don't think I, – I, I think they will – put in some schemes to get some guys out in the open, but we don't give up big chunk plays, and I think they're going to get frustrated by that. And And they tackle, Washington tackles in space really well. Really well. And I think that you're going to see Ohio State start to get a little twitchy when they haven't gone downfield all in the first three quarters, and then they're going to take a shot and there's going to be Byron Murphy or Taylor Rapp or JoJo or, you know, we don't, we just don't give up those plays. Yeah, and I, I've
0: listened to people around here. I'm a big homer, so, I mean, whatever. But I'm trying to be as objective as possible. And I look at their strength, and I look at our strengths. and they're going to get greedy at some point because they always do. Yep. And that's where Washington, they beg you to go downfield on them because we have great corners, and Taylor Rapp is everywhere. And he's going to, I think he's going to get us. I'm sure that he's going to be in on either some past breakups. There's going to be an interception thrown by Haskins, at least one in my opinion, because they're going to go try to go downfield because they've been able to do it all year, but this team doesn't allow that to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and Irvin Meyer is the alpha, you know, he wants to be, he wants to do what he's been doing all year and he's not going to care who – what defense he's playing. He's going to want to take a shot, and when he takes that shot, I really hope it backfires on him. Yeah, I'm, I, I
0: I can see Ohio State putting up a lot of yards because I do think that they're going to be able to work the ground a little bit. You know, I think that it's going to be really important. I think BBK is going to have to play the best game of his career in this game. Yeah. Because I think that he's gonna be the, the the defensive linemen are going to give him an opportunity to make those plays to stop the running back before they he gets to the second level. Uh and I think that he's gonna to have to be in some really uh some really important pass coverages making some of those tackles. So I can see them racking up a lot of points, but I can see a lot of those or, or a lot of yards, but I can see a lot of those drives end in three points. you know who
1: i'd like to see a lot of in this game and i know he's young and i know he's unproven but i'd like to see a lot of joe try on I'd,
0: i think you're going to I'd,
1: I'd like to get an edge rusher i mean you don't have to put a lot of schemes in for him you, you know don't don't drop him back into coverage don't do this just let him get after the quarterback hurry the quarterback up because if he can sit there all dang day and pick us apart then we're gonna struggle you know, cornerbacks can only cover for so long. Um, yeah. Get Joe Tryon out of that field and, and put him on the opposite side of on Muzurike and let them create havoc.
0: And, you know, hot take. It's going – if the defensive line can take him off of his yeah, spot, right. it's going to be a lot yeah, harder for him. I mean, football. like, that's literally for every quarterback in the sure. world. But I think that if – Greg Gaines and Levi can push the pocket into his lap yeah. there's going to be some some times where he's not going to be able to step and make that throw that he usually is able to make yeah. and if you can just throw him off his timing a little bit where he's not able to plant and really drive the ball you're going to see Byron Murphy and company just have him you know be able to make a break on that ball Ducks are picked and we know that from watching Jake uh, when he throws a duck, there's a lot of there's a lot of hands around it, and so if we can make sure that he's not able to get ev- all of it behind of a ball, we're gonna be in really good shape.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, Trev.
0: I do get worried if they, Urban Meyer is not an idiot. He got he's got a big ego, but he's not an idiot, and he knows that he he can go back to the Oregon tape. He can go back to. Um, uh, even Colorado, who wasn't able to score, but was able to run the ball a little bit. uh, I'm worried that he's going to get smart and that we're going to see a heavy dose of the run, even in the red zone. That's Washington lost that Oregon game for a lot of reasons, but one of them was they couldn't stop that. Uh, It was basically just a, a dive by the, by the running back up the middle. And, that's what they won on, and they went to that well about 15 times that game. Yeah. And that's that. That's the recipe to beat this
1: Washington team. You know, he's got three weeks to game plan, you know, against these corners and and to get a run game going. But on the other side, we also have three weeks to game plan for how can we attack that defense, you know, in more ways than just slants and – and quick draws and stuff like that. You know, we got to, we got to put, we got to put Jake in a spot to where he's getting short, quick, wide open fields. You know, get Ahmed out in space, get Gaskins out in space, get Fuller out in space. You know, you're not going to get Ty Jones out in space very often because he's a big bodied wide receiver and he's not going to be able to run a whole lot after the catch. But you could do that with Fuller and Ahmed all day, and and get them out to, you know make some moves against some guys. Keep Yeah, I agree. I think you're right gonna here. see Yeah,
0: I think you're gonna see a lot of two back sets with um with the possibility of giving it to Ahmed for a sweep, get him out in space on those mediocre corners. Or I could see, I mean, Gaskin could have a huge day waiting for the wash, finding the hole and then just having to beat a safety. I think that's where Washington's gonna really focus. Uh, their energies, and I think that's where Ohio State's going to as well. If it's just a schematic thing, those guys on the other side of the ball are talented. I mean, Ohio State has gifted athletes, so if they can figure it out, we're going to be in some trouble. But, you know, they had a lot of time for that first game, to game plan for Oregon State, and they gave up 35 points to a team without a quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, I – I'm optimistic. I, I think that yeah. I think Urban Myers more of a household name than Chris Peterson, but Chris Peterson is competing. Look at the games that he, he's lost at Washington against, uh, at, in bowl games, and he's playing teams that at this point in his tenure are much more talented, and he's still in the game yeah. with them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: you're playing. Last year with Penn State, you have a really good athletic quarterback, and one of the best running backs in the NFL this year. Yeah. And you're still able to keep that to a one possession game to end it. They they lost by seven points. Yeah. So I think with better talent at uh, on in the secondary, uh, I think I think that we're going to see some good stuff. He's not as boisterous or as controversial as. Urban Meyer has been, and he hasn't been on the national stage as much as Urban Meyer. So we don't really know, the national pundits don't know as much about Chris Peterson as, you know, we do. Um, But I think that the slight coaching advantage is going to go Peterson's way. Uh, But that's also kind of a homer take.
1: Yeah, a little bit, maybe. I mean, Urban Meyer's proven he's probably... I don't know. I think he, I think you have to put him in front of Chris Peterson just because of Nationals, you know? Yeah. Some of that's not Chris Peterson's fault because he was at Boise State for so long, but some of it is his fault because he just hasn't won any National Championships. That's uh, going to change here in the next couple of years, but until that point, uh, I, I feel like you have to put Urban Meyer in front of him because of the that has won in the big games that he's won. Um how many how many trick plays do you see this week or not this week but this game
0: i could see i could see one or two i could also see none yeah um the best thing about the trick plays chris peterson's known as kind of a trick play guy and i think for for good reason he does them often enough but it's all the time and resources that peterson makes these coaches spend on the possibility of all these different trick plays, I think is the best
1: thing about them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they have to worry about that. And then if you, if, if you go out and you just don't run any, then they spent all that time game planning for something that doesn't happen.
0: Well, you look at the, uh, their favorite uh, wide receiver throw to the tight end. Yeah. You know, that's, that's worked a lot. You can kind of see where it's coming, where I think it would be just fantastic if they, they ran it. As soon as that uh, receiver steps back, almost every time, you're like, oh, they're they're going to that well again. I would love to see a fake throw and then a, a, Statue a of Liberty a delayed handoff to Gaskin or Ahmed go in the other direction.
1: The Statue of Liberty.
0: Oh, the Statue of Liberty!
1: <laughs> the Zebranski.
0: That's right. Yeah and then you know
1: and then, that, it, that's where i think that's that, those trick plays posed do as girlfriend on the on the and the, and the, and the end at the end zone
0: exactly well i mean i don't know if he has one but he needs to get one because that's how chris peterson wins
1: big exactly. games exactly
0: so i'm sure there's no shortage of ladies that would love to be mrs gaskins
1: <laughs> i think i'd like to be mrs gaskins <laughs> 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 uh.
0: You make some pretty good money, but he would definitely gonna end up being the breadwinner
1: I <laughs> know I don't know if I can handle that <laughs>
0: so um yeah i'm I'm confident I'm really excited for this game
1: hit me, um, hit me with a prediction Trev what's your score
0: twenty four twenty washington twenty
1: four twenty washington
0: uh-huh I think that defense is greater than offense
1: so and Not only do you think they're going to cover the spread, but you think they're going to beat them.
0: I think so. I'm, I'm a homer, but I just think of how good this secondary is and how bad their, their defense is. Not that our offense is good, but I think our strength matches up with their strength and then our strength on the other side matches up with their weakness, Yeah, I think that's a recipe for
1: uh, the upset alert. Yeah, yeah, I I think this might – you know, ESPN really isn't giving us much of a chance. I don't know if you've watched any of the Bowl Mania or, or Bowl Game Preview stuff. It, I stay away from ESPN. Yeah, I usually do too. I watched about five minutes of the Bowl Mania, and, and the five minutes that I saw, they gave Ohio State the 40 confidence points to beat us. Uh, it pretty much just said that we have no chance with how good Ohio State is and and how fortunate we were even to be in a Rose Bowl. Uh, it was kind of a, it was kind of a, Ohio State's pissed to be there and we're lucky to be there. And last time that happened was against Nebraska in the Holiday Bowl and we went out and mopped the floor with them. You know, teams that want to be there are usually the the teams that get up to be there. Um, Yeah. Unfortunately, at this point in our – with our team chemistry and the buildup of this team, I just don't think that we have the talent yet to take down an Ohio State team. I think we're well on our way. I think we keep getting better and better classes and more talent to give Chris Peterson to build – something special I just don't know if we're there yet and it's hard for me to pick Ohio State to beat us but I think that they're going to squeak by with a win that uh, this that's why I'm the homer it's tough it's tough for me to say man as much as I hate Ohio State I just I think that they're built Urban Myers had a long time to be there and build that program and get four and five-star guys repeatedly and we're just now getting to that point where, I mean, this is our third New Year Six bowl in a row, and I just think it's going to continue to get better for us. I really do. I think that you're going to see us make another college football playoff in the next two years after when Eason's here. I think we'll we'll probably make the playoff. I just this year is a little different. We don't we don't have the defensive line depth. We you know, I mean at the start of the year we said we know what Browning is and he has been that guy, the exact guy that we said that he was going to be. And uh, I just don't know if I have enough faith in him to go out in a huge game and go out and throw for two fifty and two touchdowns, you know what I mean?
0: Uh yeah, if he's throwing mm-hmm. for two fifty and two, I, I'm I'm not confident in a game like that. Yeah. I'm 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 like hovering around 201 touchdown and Gaskin going for a hundred and with a touchdown and, and, uh, Ahmed getting
1: 50 and another maybe. Yeah. If, uh, if you see Gaskins and Ahmed both go for, you know, like a 150 and a 100, we're winning that game for sure.
0: Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to happen. I think that, um, I did like what Matt said that if if we get thirty touches, yeah, we probably win the game because
1: we're controlling the clock. Well, one fifty and one hundred is not that far out. All you need is one big gas play from Ahmed to get him like a sixty-five yarder, and yeah, that's true. You know, I, I, uh, yeah. Gaskins is going to control most of the carries. He yeah. will have if there is thirty carries, he will have twenty of the thirty, and then you got to yeah. get McGrew. You know, four you know, he'll get, he'll get some carries and they're pleasant. I, you think we've seen the last of pleasant?
0: No, I think we've seen the last of them this year. I I'm every time Gaskin doesn't get the ball handed off to him. I'm hoping it's to Ahmed. I, I want miles Gaskin to decide whether or not we win this yeah. game. Uh, he wants to decide he's here to, he didn't come back. For he didn't come us. back to limit his sure. carries. And we've seen that this yeah. year. So McGrew, thanks for what you did. We'll see you next year. Um, I'm, I want, I want 30 touches to Gaskin and I want eight to 10 to, to, um, yeah, I'm sure. So, and you know, nothing would make me happier. And most of the nation outside of Ohio to send, to send urban Meyer into <laughs> retirement for a couple of years with a big fat L.
1: Oh yeah, it'd be it'd be killer. Yeah, I think everybody. So kinda, I know that
0: you picked Ohio State to win, but I know who you're
1: rooting. Oh uh, well, yeah. Let's not be mistaken. It pains me to not pick us to win this game. I like I said, I think yeah. it's gonna be close, but and and I truly, I mean, last year for Christmas, I went to my wife's family Christmas party dressed up as Jim Harbaugh. That was pretty. So. Funny that's how much I can't stand that school and it, it hurts to yeah. pick them, but I just don't think that we're ready to take down a monster yet.
0: We're going to see how good DBU is. I think it comes down to DBs versus quarterback and I'm going to take our DBs. I
1: can dig it. And I hope you're right.
0: I can't wait. I love that Washington's back in the Rose bowl. Um, I am realizing how much I love the Rose bowl again. I can't get enough of it. I I I want the eight game playoff, but I am in love with the Rose Bowl. This I mean, year. we've
1: been we've been hoping and praying for a Rose Bowl since we've known each other. Yeah,
0: yeah, we met each other, God, we met each other in that two thousand seven two thousand eight year where uh, there was no
1: win. <laughs> Our friendship struggled so, for a little while. <laughs>
0: we, we, we had, had I nothing, mean, We watched we, the games; they were we not had fun. nothing to talk about. <laughs> no, well, we liked basketball a little bit back then because we had the Supersonics, yeah, so. Yeah we talked about Luke yeah, hey Heyo. So dude, I can't wait. I'm loving it. Thanks for doing it. Um we're going to have some uh bonus content coming up in the in, during the off season. Uh nothing for sure yet. We appreciate you guys listening all year. Uh thanks for rolling with us as we are getting started and we didn't know what we were doing. We sound like robots, but you know the seven of you that have been here since day one, we really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Yeah,
1: go dogs. Go dogs.